Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so today we're going to be reading the second part of Chapter 5, Bush Regeneration, from the pesky kids, Bear in the Woods. Here we go. Officer Odinson was leading a reluctant Joe deeper and deeper into the forest. So what do you need me to do? Joe asked. We're looking for illegal traps, said Officer Odinson. His voice was dry and serious, like a man who'd seen all kinds of horrors. What sort of traps, asked Joe, imagining bear traps that clamp onto your leg, or elephant traps that you fall into. Yabby traps, said the animal control officer intensely. They're a scourge. Really? Joe was generally monosyllabic in his speech, but that was through necessity because he couldn't get his tongue to wrap itself around what his brain wanted to say. But his brain had a large vocabulary, so he knew a scourge was something that caused great trouble or suffering. They shouldn't be called yabby traps, continued Officer Odinson. They should be called death traps. Joe raised his eyebrows at this melodramatic statement. Because that's what they are if you're a platypus, said Officer Odinson. Oh, said Joe. It all made sense now. Officer Odinson was clearly bonkers. Back at the Bush Regeneration Group, Constable Pike had separated the girls and boys into two teams so they could work on opposite banks. The creek was surprisingly filthy. A bend in the waterway meant that anything anyone chucked in upstream drifted to a halt and was caught on rocks at this turn. As a result, the surrounding pristine bushland, which echoed with the sound of birds' calls and was perfumed with the smell of wildflowers, had what looked like a rubbish dump washed up in the middle of it. Where do we start? asked April. It's usually a good idea to pull out the shopping trolleys first, advised Loretta. Then you can fill them up with the other junk and wheel them out. April and Loretta strode forward and started pulling junk out of the pile. April found a bicycle. Cool, this is better than the bike Dad made us. It doesn't have any brakes, Loretta noticed. That's fine with me, said April. I don't like slowing down. April glanced over her shoulder. Matilda was still standing on the same spot on the bank. She looked rigid with fear. What's wrong with you? demanded April. I can't do this, muttered Matilda. Why not? asked April. It's just so, so... Matilda struggled to find a word that would adequately express her feelings. It's just so disgusting. April and Loretta looked at the pile of refuse. It's rubbish, but it's clean rubbish, said April. It's been washed in the creek. But someone else threw it away, said Matilda. Someone grubby. That's very judgmental, said Loretta. I'm sure people of all socioeconomic backgrounds can throw rubbish in a creek. Yeah, said April. Loretta's posh, and she does all sorts of morally bankrupt things. Only a grubby person would throw a wheelchair into a creek, said Matilda, pointing at an upside-down wheelchair, poking out from a pile of old plastic shopping bags. 
You can't know that, reasoned Loretta. It could have been an old person who was feigning disability to commit benefits fraud, then disposed of the wheelchair when they fled the country to live a life of luxury in Venezuela. That's very specific, said April. You know someone who did that, don't you? Maybe, said Loretta with a smile. I do have a very wicked Auntie Lizzie. Just get over here and help, would you, demanded April. No, you can't make me, said Matilda. April's eyes gaped. Of course I can. I'll enjoy making you. She strode back over to Matilda gleefully. Matilda realised she just said something very stupid. No, 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 she protested. She didn't even try to run, sensing that April would be able to harness her natural inner rage and outstrip her. Matilda just turned to the nearest tree and hugged it tight, like a koala bear afraid of being blown away by a cyclone. April grabbed Matilda by the waist and pulled hard. Let go of that tree, she demanded. No, wailed Matilda. I don't want to touch that disgusting rubbish. What makes you think a tree is any cleaner, asked April. Possums use trees as bathrooms. What? cried Matilda in horror. You've probably got your face pressed against possum pee right now, said April. Or poo, Loretta called out helpfully. Matilda screamed. Ah! It was the type of scream you only hear in horror movies when the prom queen is about to be killed by a chainsaw-wielding ski mask-wearing psycho. April tugged hard on Matilda's waist at the exact moment Matilda suddenly let go so she could check her hands for visible signs of possum excrement. Unfortunately for April, she pulled a little too hard. For those of you familiar with Newtonian physics, you'll know that each action creates an equal and opposite reaction. As a result, April toppled backwards. She let go of Matilda so she could windmill her arms about, desperately trying to regain her balance. But it wasn't to be. April tottered on the edge of the bank for a moment, then tumbled into the deepest part of the creek with a huge splash, completely disappearing under the water. (gasps) What have I done? wailed Matilda. The surface of the water was still, except for the pitter-patter of raindrops. You've killed April, said Loretta unhelpfully. I bet you're going to have to do a lot of bush regeneration to make up for that. Suddenly, April burst up through the surface of the water, spluttering. Pah, 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 said April as she spat out the rubbish-infused creek water. What did you do that for, she demanded, looking up at Matilda standing on the bank above her. You were trying to kill me, argued Matilda. I was trying to make you pick up rubbish, said April. That's the whole reason you're here. Just then, they could hear a distant rumbling sound. What is that? asked Matilda. The rumbling was getting louder. They could hear branches breaking and birds squawking as they hastily flapped away. Ah, it's just thunder, said April. No, get out of the creek, called Loretta, looking uncharacteristically serious. What? asked April. Flash flood, cried Loretta. Get out! There must be heavy rain upstream. It's coming this way. The rumbling was getting louder. They could hear water splashing and sploshing. April started wading as fast as she could towards the bank. Loretta lay down and reached over the edge, holding out her hand to April. The rumbling was getting very loud now. Quick, grab my hand, cried Loretta. April lunged, her fingertips brushing Loretta's just as the floodwaters hit. A gushing, tumbling wave of water and plant debris swept through the gully, taking April with it. No, cried Loretta. Barked Pumpkin. sighed Matilda as she collapsed in a dead faint. And we'll leave it there. So until next time, goodbye.